Listening Dog Media. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter. The Rugby Podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. Hello, welcome to Rocket. This week we're going to be talking to some of the UK's biggest sports stars regarding their own mental health battles. It is Mental Health Awareness Week. I think it's very important that everyone talks. Today we're going to be joined by Olympic gold medalist boxer Luke Campbell, who will be openly talking about his mental health struggles during Mental Health Awareness Week. I'm loving your story about this gym and about your career and about uh, your commitment to men- mental health. Um, I know you're ambassador for the Good uh, Good Grief Trust and everything, but I just want to talk about your gym at the moment. It's like, it's an amazing thing. You So, I mean, timing couldn't be worse to open a gym just as the pandemic is opening, but it's called, who came up with the name? Cool Hand Fit 24, right? So yes. t- tell me what that means. So it's obviously my brand, obviously Cool yeah. Hand, yeah. Um, what I've built in, uh, in the world of boxing. Yeah. Um, you know, people, when they see me, they call me Cool Hand. You know, they'll, sometimes they don't call me by my name, which is which is all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've literally opened a new gym, Cool Hand Spit 24. I've actually, uh, my business partner on the place, he, he, he does have a gym, uh, and that's called Fit 24. Ah. Uh, so we've just put them together, but it, it, it works really well. Great, great. So what? So I know it was just before the the lockdown. So you've sort of opened it and then had to close it. I mean, it's just bizarre. I mean, the one thing when you think about you know mental health and how important it is, uh, you know, I think going to the gym and staying fit is so crucial. They closed down the gyms, didn't they? Yeah, like you know, there was people warning me at first saying, "Oh, I don't think it's a good time for you to do with the gym." Uh, you know, I think with uh, with COVID and it's a bad time, but I just thought, you know, it's actually it's actually not a bad time because you you know people are they're closing the gyms and uh, and it is risky for a business and in, and investing a lot of money into a business. But I feel like it's what people need. People need to get out there uh, and be in a good environment with a good vibe uh, and train in it in a cool gym, you know, in a great place and. So what have you got? What we've created here. So have you got? Have you got a boxing ring? And have you got like? Uh, have you got sort of aerobic and then weights and different rooms for different stuff? Yeah, literally. I feel like this gym's got everything. It's got a boxing ring. It's got bags. Um, it's got a, a track in there with a with a sleigh. Um, for battle ropes. So we've got everything you can think of for circuit training. Yeah. Boxing training. We've got all the cardio machines. You know, you've, we've got the running machines, we've got spinning bikes, you know, we've got assault bikes, Stairmasters, everything for cardio. Um, and then obviously we've got the equipment, we've got free weights, Olympic um, platform, um, and we've got weight machines as well. So I feel like we've, we've got it all. We've got a, a cafe at the front of it, you know, at the moment. Um, we, we won't be doing food, but what we can do is healthy juices, um, protein shakes, stuff like that. So, yeah. so it must yeah. be very exciting. I can see your uh, passion for what you're doing, and it sounds sounds absolutely fantastic. But um, just the one thing I'd, I I read and heard, which was really interesting and exciting, it's not about training, but it's all also about your mental health. So where did this come from, this passion for the mental health? 
Um, you know, I've had I've had parts parts of um people suffering from mental health within within my family. Yeah. And um, within my circle. Um, and I've always just noticed that that now more than ever, really, that there's a lot of people that are struggling with with forms of mental health uh, and depression and things like that. And you know, with social, it's not easy with social medias um, nowadays, where people's looking at everybody else's life and wishing they was there, wishing they had this, wishing things would be different in in their own. And you know, it, it can make you not happy with yourself for no particular reason. So I, I really want to create a place here where we can help people with the mental health as well as physical. Um, and that's, that's my aim and ambition for, for this. It's a, it's an amazing sort of um, idea because I think, you know, men in particular, certainly from the macho sports of boxing and, uh, and obviously in rugby, you know, guys just don't like to talk at all. Um, so it's very interesting, like the fact that that's one of your sort of calling cards for people to say, let you know, come here, train them. And, and if you need to talk, talk. So do you have sort of trained personnel there who, who are helping with, with, with sort of, I don't know, is it like sessions on one-to-one or, or, or in a group? Yeah. So basically I'm, I'm, I'm in the process um, of setting it up uh, now. Uh, it's not up and running as yet, mm. but, what my aim is is to hire a, a full-time psychologist uh, and offer it to our members for free. Wow, that's amazing! So, not only, so for free, not only, yeah. Not only can you come here um, and train, but you also, if you're if you are feeling that way, you know, you can potentially book in with our psychologist, um, you know, and, and talk through any problems you've got mentally. So, you know, I do. That is something I am on track with in in trying to sell. It's not as easy as you know. It's not an easy setup, but I'm I'm working on it and I will achieve it. No, that's absolutely brilliant. So so can you look back in your career and you've had so many highs, obviously with the Olympics, and you've had highs of getting to you know world title fights and lows of losing and then coming back and you know so so from your point, you know what when was your I know I know sorry to. To hear you lost your dad, Bernard, in I think it's two thousand and seventeen. Was that was that a real low point for you? Yeah, uh, yeah, very low point. I was away on a, I was on training camp. Mm. Um, I was preparing for for a world title fight against uh, a guy who was in the top ten pound for pound list and three weight world champion. You know, and um, he, he sadly passed away two weeks before that fight, um, and sure. I continued. To go into the fight but obviously for me what saddened me the most is it always he said he won't go in anywhere until I won a world title fight and you know that that really got to me at the time and you actually you you decided because that the easiest thing I guess would have been to pull out wouldn't it and grieve for for your you know for your dad and and uh that must have been so tough going into that fight yeah it certainly was um you know, it was I, I look back now and I, I actually don't know how I did it. Um, I was probably doing it mostly because I feel like that's what he want he would have wanted me to do. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, I went in there. I lost on a split decision against the best fighter in the world at that time, and I, you know, I was on his show in his in his back garden. I, I myself, 
and a lot of people should have won it, shouldn't you? Yeah, you should have won it. Fight, yeah, I thought I won a clear seven rounds out out of twelve. So I thought I won the fight, and so did uh, a lot of other people. But they just they, they didn't give it to me. That's so hard in boxing, though, isn't it? You know, we we we'll watch some fights, and some of the scorecards you think, how the hell have they come up with that scorecard? Um, and I remember that fight. And I was thinking, no way! Like, how's how's that possible? And is it because you have to go to their sort of backyard and you have to fight in their backyard, and they've got some of their own judges? Is it is that what how it goes? Yeah, um, professional boxing's a business. Yeah, you know, and I I think that they already had the they already had plans for him for after our fight for an, another big fight against another big fighter in America. Um, so, you know, I wasn't necessarily going to get in the way of their plans unless I knocked him out. Yeah. Uh, he, he did put me down in the second round. I got back up, and from there, I took the fight, in my opinion. Um, and I, I'm obviously I'm obviously gutted that, you know, it wasn't a fair decision and I, I didn't get the result I wanted because, you know, I should have been... In a perfect world, I'd have been crowned world champion. Yeah, it would have been amazing. But you know that feeling—you must have felt pretty low, and obviously losing your your, your dad. So, did you have any anyone to talk to to help you with your mental health? I mean, I used—I mean, I struggled with myself playing rugby, had lots of anxiety and OCD. I don't know whether you experienced anything like that, but I, you know, I ended up being medicated while I was playing. But the the best people for me were to talk to was my brother. I mean, he was like he was like my psychologist. He was there yeah. all the time. Maybe it might have been a family member or your wife. I know your wife's been very supportive of you. Who who would you turn to? And my wife. Yeah, I feel like you know, anytime I need some advice or I need I need some sense talking into me, yeah. she, she's there. she's there to pick me up. So it's definitely my wife. And what about this? Um, so how did you get involved in the Good Grief Trust? That's quite interesting. So, yeah, what, where did that start? Was that last few years? Yeah, it started last year. Um, I just thought it, it was a good thing to, to pair up with them because obviously at the time I was, you know, I was grieving my dad at the time and I didn't know what I was going through. And I didn't, I didn't realise that there was people there that you could actually sit and talk to. Yeah on the phone and, and help you through the process um, because I, I actually didn't know what grieving was or what like symptoms you get from it or anything like that so you know it was only it's only now I can say I look back wow you know I can identify it as wow I was going through a bad time and I was I was grieving um, and I just thought it was a you know it's it's horrible process um, I want shine a little bit of light on it to say actually it is a horrible process yes but there is people here that you know want to help you through through this um you know and help you i don't know just not be in pain as much no absolutely. i guess yeah and isn't it great though that other fighters like tyson fury comes out and talks about his mental health you know, when he started talking about it, everyone was like, wow, this is... And then, you know, talking about being in a Ferrari and wanting to drive off the bridge and, you know, just saying that life felt worthless, even though he was champion of the world. And this is the thing that I think the community don't realise. They look at someone like you, they look at maybe someone like me in the rugby circles, they look at, world, you know, you know, Tyson Fury, 
and, and they just assume, don't they? They assume they've got everything. They've got the world's at their feet. They've got a nice car. They've got their own gym. They've got a family. They've got everything. But, you know, mental health, you know, affects anyone, no matter who you are, doesn't it? Postman or, or president. Yeah, it really does. It, it just depends on all what, what's going through your head. Um, like you say, you, someone from the outside can be looking in and thinking, oh, they've got everything. You know, they've, they've got the family, they've got money, they've got cars, they've got whatever. It's like, you know, but then you just don't know what someone's thought process is. You know, it is and you know you don't know what what's going through their mind what can cause them all sorts of problems you know and it's it's the little things in life where you, you know you you get your true happiness from and that's what i was saying myself in in, in a different podcast that i did like you got to look at not what other people are doing or what other people have got but you just got to look at yourself what wouldn't you change in your life and what you treasure in your life that you're so thankful for and let's just try and be a little bit more grateful of the things that, that we do have. It could be the smallest thing. As long as you can take a little bit of happiness from that, then, you know, you, then no, things are important. That's great advice. And, and, and I'm interested to hear you earlier, you talk about social media and how sort of, you know, that can affect kids' mental health. I just, just wanted to get, a, what was it like for you to face Ryan Garcia? Um, who's got millions and millions on, you know, on Twitter and TikTok and whatever. I mean, you were, you were facing, I mean, great boxer. Were you the first one to put him down? Is that right? Were you the first one to? Yeah, I was, I was the first one to to put him put him on the deck. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a very good fighter and fast. He caught me with a hell of a shot, um, which has never, never happened to me before. And, you know, Mentally, yeah, it, it did affect me because, as a fighter, you know you're you're a proud you're a proud man, and you know you you go out there on your shield, and yeah, for me to get you know to get stopped with a body shot, it, it really it hurt me physically and mentally. Um, but you know, I had a, I had a few days of sulking, a few days of being down, <laughs> yeah, and then. You know, I dusted myself off and uh, and carried on. You know, picked myself back up and thought, right, it's been and gone now. There's no I can do about it. Let's crack on and and try and be more more positive within myself and moving forward. You know, it was one of those shots. Um, the fight was a fantastic fight up until that moment. You know, there was literally nothing in the fight, and I thought I was really going to turn it on a couple of rounds later later in, but it didn't happen for me that way and you know that's life it's i find it i find it re really interesting boxers i mean if you know what, what's the toughest sport you know people might say rugby's a tough sport but but i think the ultimate has to be the kind of ufc type boxing where it's just yeah i think i think mike tyson had a great quote you know you've got a game plan until someone punches you in the face it's true isn't it i mean it's it's one of the it is the toughest sport you can ever ever be in isn't it it's it's you against him and it's a battle of the wills. I mean, the shots you take, and especially at you know at your at your weight as well. I mean, with the heavier heavier boxes, okay, a big a big punch might might knock you out in third fourth round. But in your in your boxing, you know, there's there's like hundreds and hundreds of like punches thrown, aren't there? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's not every round is like full on, like go 
hammer and tongue at each other. And and for you guys then, to, you know, that, that gladiatorial, you know, for you to then, you know, get a hit in the stomach and then have to pull out, you're thinking, Jesus, you know, this is like, so men, mentality is just everything in sport, but in boxing more so than anything, I'd say. Yeah. Um, you know, boxing can be the best sport in the world, but it also can be the worst because if you lose, it's all on you. Yeah. When you win, it's all on you. Yeah. So I, I played rugby league um, before I did boxing. Brilliant. And for me, when I was in the team and we won, I had to share the glory yeah. with 12 other fellas. Yeah, brilliant. And it didn't really feel like much to me as, as a young kid playing it. But then when we lost, it was like shrug of the shoulders, you know, you're sharing the defeat or you're putting the blame onto somebody yeah, else. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I, in rugby, there's 15, yeah. I blame it on the 14 other players. <laughs> exactly. You know, you, yeah. you just, your fault why we lost and yeah. you haven't got to take responsibility for it if you had a good game. Yeah. But in boxing, it's not like boxing, it's all on you. Whether you, that, I think that's why I sort of loved it as well. Um, more so because when you won, it was me. I won. I went in there and I did that. Exactly. I put the effort. I did the training. It's literally all on you. So it has, it has big eyes, but it also has big lows as well. Yeah. And it's just making sure them highs last longer than the lows. But now you've got a lot more followers than me on Twitter and that sort of thing. What, what would you? What would your advice to be to young um, adults? Uh, you know who are struggling with their mental health. What would be your best advice for them? I'm off social media for a bit. Have a break. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, I would. I'd have a break from it because I I don't go on that often myself. I feel like if I don't have an opinion on something, Twitter's no good for me. Yeah. You know, and I try and post what I can on my Instagram and things like that so, so my followers and fans can see what I'm up to and what I'm doing. Yeah. But I don't know. For me, if I didn't have a name... Or, you know, I didn't have followers and fans that really enjoy watching me and, and support me, then I probably won't be on any social media. I don't need to see Dave eating, saying, telling me he's having a bath, <laughs> or Suzanne telling me she's just had a, a good meal. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're probably um, right. But it's addictive, though, for these kids. For these kids. It's addictive. But they're, but they're, probably, yeah. They were brought up with it. Yeah, we weren't. We weren't. I was in '87, so our internet wasn't around when you know when I was a young kid and at school. It only started to develop like on the social media is when I was probably 17, 18 years old. Yeah. So I, I, I can see both sides. I still can't use Instagram. I'm on Twitter, you see, but I've got about 300 followers on on Instagram and a, a lot more on Twitter. But I just find it harder to use. But I, but but. But but listen, it's it's fantastic what you're doing. Um, you know, I th so just for anyone out there, so they can they can get to Cool Hand Fit Twenty Four. It's in Hull. Is it is it a subscription or is it um, pay as you go or what's the uh, what's the model? Yeah, it is. I mean, it is it is a members gym. Right. But okay. Coming coming on day passes, yeah. week passes, or just a month pass or a six month membership or a twelve month membership. Right. And your and your and your lasting message to those who are struggling with the mental health is to is to go get just go and get get help, talk to someone close by, and uh, and get off social media. Yeah, let's just let's just be 
let's just be thankful for what, look at what we do have in our lives, what good and what we won't change. Let's be thankful for that and be a little bit more grateful for the things that we, that we can enjoy and that we do have. Absolutely. Well, that's a great parting line. Listen, you've had a great boxing career. Just, are, are you going to be one of those in, in 15 years time ago? I, I can come back like Mike Tyson, come back in the ring or your wife won't let you. <laughs> I don't know. We'll soon see. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. I'm still laughing at the minute. So, you know, um, I'm just having a, having a break. Building, still training. So great still stuff. staying fit. Great stuff. Well, listen, thanks for talking to us and uh, good luck with the gym and thanks for your sort of uh, support for all those uh, who, who want to talk about their mental health. Rocket with Nick Easter. Thank you for listening to Rocket. Stay tuned for more interviews with some of the UK's biggest sports stars regards mental health. Rocket.